Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Matthew 14 At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the reports about Jesus, and he said to his attendants, This is John the Baptist. He has risen from the dead. That is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Now, Herod had arrested John and bound him and put him in prison because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. For John had been saying to him, It is not lawful for you to have her. Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of the people because they considered John a prophet. On Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herodias danced for the guests and pleased Herod so much that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me here on a platter the head of John the Baptist. The king was distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he ordered that her request be granted, and he had John beheaded in the prison. His head was brought in on a platter and given to the girl who carried it to her mother. John's disciples came and took his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass Taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides women and children. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the winds because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they cried and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me! Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over, they landed at Genesaret, 
And when the men of that place recognize Jesus, they send word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. Herod was king of the Sadducees, the landed gentry of Israel, who claimed that their rule was the fulfilment of God's promises in the Old Testament. They frolicked at parties, swapped wives and ate food off silver platters. They were right proper poshies. But like many posh people today, their whole lives were governed by fear, fear of the people, fear of their guests, fear of their wives. Their value came from what others thought of them, and they spent their lives running after the approval of men. Compare that to Jesus, the real promise fulfiller. His life is not governed by fear. His actions aren't fickle and fleeting to fit the fancy of his fellows. No, Jesus is driven by one major emotion. Sweet lady compassion. That truth deserves dwelling on in silence for 20 seconds. Jesus, our God, is driven by compassion. When people seek Jesus, he can't help but show them compassion. The crowds gather round him and he can't help but heal their sick. The crowds hang around him all day and he can't help but feed them. The disciples get scared and he can't help but comfort them. Peter wants to try something impossible for humans and Jesus can't help but encourage him and lift him up when he fails. When we look at this chapter, we often focus on the implication of Jesus' miracles. Jesus surpasses Herod, surpasses Elijah, surpasses Moses as the one from God. That is correct. But let's not lose sight of Jesus' compassion. It is his inclination towards compassion that makes his kingdom so stunning. In 25 years of following Jesus, I'm sad about how rarely I've actually expected to experience Jesus' compassion. Forgiveness? Maybe. Marching orders? Yes. But if I'm honest, I've often related to Jesus as if he was like King Herod, or even worse. I've just thought of him as a bland bystander in my life. But Jesus is not like Herod. Jesus is not just a passive viewer. Jesus is relentlessly compassionate towards those who are seeking him. Jesus does miracles for people who are seeking him, even if they're dumb, bad at planning, or are biting off a bit more than they can chew. And that makes me love Jesus. That makes me want to be really super attentive towards Jesus. It makes me want to try crazy things for Jesus and expect Jesus to do crazy things through me. Jesus is compassion. So, what have we got to lose? Here's a question for reflection. If you knew Jesus would do any miracle for you, what impossible thing would you try for him today? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.